Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca, and as always, your host for the show. Uh, today we take a second look at the Path to Cloud video series that Intel's putting out, sharing the knowledge that it's gained in its own cloud journey over the years. Uh, we discussed Path for Clouds with Phil Vokens, the Cloud Services Director for Intel Americas, a few months ago when the second video on cloud security was just released. And now Vokens joins us again to queue up the third video in the series discussing the hybrid and multi-cloud world. Uh, Vokens takes us through the background of the series, what VARs and MSPs can get out of it, and takes a look at the theme of this third video. Uh, and since the series is about real-life cloud experiences, we delve a bit into what some of those have looked like in the real world and what solution providers can do to make those experiences all the better for everyone involved. We talk about what to expect from the last three videos in the Path to Cloud series, and finally, we sidebar a little on what Intel is doing around the global chip shortage and supply chain challenges, <laughs> because 2022. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Phil Vokens. Phil, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us once again. Oh my gosh, Rob, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> um, so another day, another uh, another member of the uh, the Path to Cloud series is is alive, and we want to get into uh, sort of the the topic of of this third video in the series. But first of all, can you kind of take us back a level? I know we discussed this last time out, but can you share a little bit about sort of what Path to Cloud is and and the uh, the goal of uh, of the overall series? Yeah, of course. Um, so in short, it's a series of interviews hosted by us where we discuss the topics around cloud computing with the simple aim of giving free to customer, free to public information and education. And we wanted to do this in a way which used our cloud agnostic position, yet take advantage of two things. One, probably no other company in the world other than Intel has the pervasiveness that we do in supporting really the IT world from edge to cloud. Mm. And two, the additional fact that we have our own IT function, which is pretty well advanced from a thought leadership and an engineering perspective. And that we felt enabled us to share our experiences with other customers out there who might be grappling with what is a large and often confusing topic and you know, potentially even overwhelming to them. Yeah, it's, and it certainly has taken a, a kind of been there, done that approach to it in terms of the uh, the, the gentlemen that that you have joining you from the Intel IT team who've really uh, walked this walk and, and made this journey uh, on behalf of the company. Intel, you're not yourself a, a a cloud vendor. There are there are many companies obviously that are are directly selling cloud. You guys are as you as you point out, sort of underpinning a lot of the cloud, but. From from Intel's point of view, what's kind of your goal in, in getting this out there and, and why do this kind of a, a project sitting where you sit? Yeah, I mean, the genesis was that, you know, professionally and personally for a long time, I, I guess like many others and like many people listening to this, I've used YouTube myself and other video platforms for learning. You know, if I want to know a particular technology and how it works, or indeed if how to fix my dishwasher at home, there's always good content there. However, when I looked at cloud education, there was a lot of content and some of it was indeed very good, but nearly all of it was developed by vendors themselves, mm. vendors of services or applications hosted in the cloud. 
So while their answers might well be very informative, because they are vendors, they inherently have a lens which would give an answer leading to leading the viewer to to their product only. And we wanted to use our position and our pervasiveness, you know, per my previous answer, to give mm-hmm. a much more balanced view. So, for example, we make a point of not mentioning products, just practice. Um, so, first video kind of addressed cloud overall cloud strategy and and kind of building that mentality within an organization. Second, tackled security, which obviously in any topic is is so important. In the third one, you're you're breaking into kind of the idea of hybrid cloud and multi cloud and and all that kind of area. Can you share a little bit about what the third video is about and and particularly sort of how you're delineating between hybrid cloud and multi cloud because those are two terms that can in some circles mean the same thing and some circles mean variations and some circles mean entirely different things yes um, that's a great point and it's unclear um, what that delineation is because the answer you know as i've just said was the answer or the desirability of hybrid or multi-cloud might depend on who you're talking to mm-hmm. the idea was to debunk that topic explain the key differences which isn't in itself that complicated Uh, for the particular question. But then what we wanted to do was get into the considerations of the deployment strategy and important Mm. practices in having two or more private and public cloud locations. And that could include things like application interdependencies or data locality. So by way of example, one of the things we discussed in that video was that you probably shouldn't have an analytics workflow where you have latency sensitivities or real-time insights required, and then you put your compute in one cloud and your data in another, because that's clearly going to slow it down. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we wanted to get into much more detail around that topic, um, having explained what it is. So in, in the first three videos uh, that I've watched, the approach has been, as you, as you point out, you know, folks from Intel who've, uh, who've owned that process and, and been there and done that and uh, shared their experience. Um, there, you know, there's obvious value in there for the IT department point of view, but what do you think that VARs and MSPs from their point uh, in, in sort of the middle of architecting uh, cloud solutions and, and cloud strategies for their clients, what can they get out of this series? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I'd say hopefully quite a lot because we're deliberately not engaging in sales or vendor speak. We're mm. actually using our subject matter subject matter experts to speak the language of the customer. So the idea and the hope is that a reseller or a service provider can also use use it to think about what's important to IT folk in their customers and in turn enrich their own conversations. So even if they watched an episode and they got one thing from it that they hadn't thought of before, that should be useful to them in value creation for their customers or at least credibility when they're having those conversations. Yes, that certainly sounds like a uh, a useful investment of time for a uh, for a twenty minute or, or fifteen or twenty minute video, as these things uh, tend to be. Now, now speaking of sort of getting getting value out of these kinds of resources, along with the videos, you guys have uh, have uh, some cloud related white papers that there seem to be uh, in in accompaniment there. Um, can you tell me a little about them? And and on the same note, kind of what can solution providers uh, learn by registering and and grabbing hold of those and, and giving them a read. Yes, we did this um, in terms of 
you know, putting those white papers and those links in there because there's only so much that you can fit into a 15 or 20 <laughs> minute episode. And we realized that an overview might be enough for some customers who are maybe just trying to grasp a concept, but others might then want much more detail. So we provided the links to the white papers in the appropriate videos. And I think we've posted two white papers per video episode so far. So for example, we've spoken about episode three. In episode two, we covered security for the cloud world. Mm -hmm. And we posted a detailed white paper on how to manage the complex tasks of managing robust security in a multi-cloud world while still encouraging kind of cross-collaboration across your company. Mm. Um, and also then making that very easy for the application owners to understand and use. And the second white paper associated with that video looked at securing infrastructure and platform as a service and how cloud designed tools could help, again, giving this agility and flexibility, but still enabling you to secure your, your proprietary information because your posture to risk must change. Uh -huh. uh, as you adopt a cloud uh, a cloud strategy. And, and we've got similarly relevant white paper detail in each video, which we hope customers will find useful uh, you know, for their own particular challenges. So it's the opportunity to uh, to drill down after having the appetite wet or the uh, the spark of thought put in the uh, the mind by the video. Exactly. That's very much the intention. We're, we're in an interesting place in cloud in Canada, I think, because, you know, we had this reputation for, for a long time leading up to 2020 as being a little bit behind. And we were starting to close that gap and, and really see it uh, gain momentum into 2019 and early 2020. And then for obvious reasons over the last couple of years, it's had the rocket strapped to it. And every organization has had to come to terms with what cloud means to them and, and how, to, uh, how to orient themselves in that direction. Um, so uh, what are you what are you hearing from you know customers from the the people who've been there and done that in terms of the experience both in terms of you know what's what's been good about their cloud journey and and where they've seen challenges Yeah that's a really uh, great point I mean certainly over the last couple of years it's it's been quite the ride quite quite the adventure <laughs> and it's true that you know some customers may well feel that there's more they could get from their cloud decisions so far. There's lots of positives mm. and there's still more that they, they want to get out of it. And that's very much the intent uh, of this series that we uh, bring those questions to light and, and help provide guidance such as we can. I think what the most happy customers that we've spoken to have done um, there's common themes there. So one would be to focus on the business and the need, not the infrastructure. And that's quite a change for people who've grown up in the hardware environments. And indeed, it was, it was a change for Intel when we began that journey a few years ago. So as you modernize your application stack, um, yeah, focus on the business, not, not the infrastructure. Try and avoid lock-in uh, and get portable approaches between on-premise and cloud, and then within the cloud, indeed, between you know, different cloud service providers. Um, and that will best able you to balance the cost and capability with what's going on out there and still maintain some power as a, as a customer. Mm. Uh, at, at the same time, uh, you know, I, to borrow from uh, to borrow from the great philosopher Mike Tyson, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And uh, a lot of the people to carry that that analysis to the next point, a lot of those people who have been punched in the face in terms of cloud aren't necessarily having happy results. I've seen you know some reports that say 
IT has, uh, or, or single digits of uh, IT professionals um, reporting overall satisfaction, feeling they're getting the most out of their cloud investment. Um, that If that's where we're at now, what are your thoughts on what VARs and MSPs can do to help make sure that number comes way up for their customers moving forward? Yeah, I mean, a terrific opportunity for VARs and MSPs as they're developing their own skill sets uh, and, and learning. And this is where our customers need help. Um, not one company, not one video series, not one particular course could solve the problem. Mm. Uh, so the intent of this series is to provide a lot of information which can help. But I think we, our VARs and our MSPs through siding with the customer, understanding the issues, learning about potentially different approaches that they could advise their customers, that they should be helping them get much more from the cloud because there's no reason to be unhappy with it. Uh, and I think if, if there has been some unhappiness, perhaps it's pain points, been, perhaps it's been the rush, but really there's a lot of positive things that we should all be getting out of a modern application stack and a modern approach to the infrastructure and the data center, wherever that resides on premise or in the cloud. And say so the VARs and MSPs um, have a vital role to play in that. Um, so along those lines, what would your advice be to, to VARs and MSPs in, in how they can help their customers kind of build uh, those, those strategies that you described that kind of fill the, uh, fill the needs that customers have and, and set themselves up for, uh, or set their customers up rather for the future? Yes, I, I think the answer really is learn, learn and <laughs> learn. You need as a, any uh VAR or MSP or vendor in this sector to really upskill yourselves and upskill your people because it is so fast moving and changing so quickly. I think the only way that we can be real value creators to our customers, which is ultimately you know, what we want to do and what keeps mm -hmm. us in business and makes our customers happy, is if we have that knowledge. And it is not necessarily an easy thing to do. You can't just go and take a course in cloud uh, and say, right, that's it. I know it. And then practice that um, for the next three years, because the danger is that you wouldn't have three years of experience, but you'd have one year of experience, which was then three years old. So it's kind of this continual focus on professional development and learning, I think is, is the most important thing. And that's what our customers value most. That's why our customers speak to Intel, because they're looking for knowledge. To your earlier point, given that we're not a vendor and we don't actually sell anything direct to them, they're really looking to us for uh, positioning and thought leadership. And we really want all of our VARs and MSPs and Intel Partner Alliance members and everyone in the industry to, to have the benefit of that. It, uh, it comes back to, as it so often does the channel space, that idea of being a trusted advisor to your customer and to knowing their business and uh, being able to help them roadmap for, uh, for where things are at and where they need to go. Absolutely. Harder than it was before, but certainly <laughs> not, yeah, certainly not unachievable. Hey, the, the other longtime truism of the channel, though, is where there's mystery, there's margin, and there's plenty of mystery, so uh, that bodes well for partners. Um, so we've talked a bit about where the, uh, where the path to cloud has, has gone so far. Um, I, I think we've said that it's a, the, the anticipation is a six-point series. Where does the series go from here, and, and what can we expect to see over the, uh, the final three videos? 
Yeah, we've uh, already planned those uh, out. So we are currently uh, workshopping and getting ready to record the fourth video. And that is actually inherently more technical than um, some of the previous ones were because of its subject matter. Really there, we're talking about containerization and microservices, which is a, a big topic in the cloud. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that has to go a, a little bit deeper into things like, uh, well, obviously what containers are, but then uh, how do you service uh, manage those? What are your potential deployment patterns from uh, virtual machines to bare metal uh, and so on. So some key considerations there, which we hope um, customers will find very useful, uh, as well as VARs and MSPs. Um, episode five is going to be on artificial intelligence in the cloud, which mm. is really growing fast, um, as mm. you would expect. And episode six, the last one that we're doing is really forward-looking. It's talking about really what is next for the IT experts at Intel. So the idea is that, you know, with that future-looking piece towards the horizon, customers can also get a view as to what they might need to be thinking about as they uh, position themselves for the future. All right. So as as we uh, as we discussed earlier, the journey the journey continues, and it sounds like the uh, the journey will continue for some time. Um, finally, before we, before we wrap things up, a little bit of a shift in, in gears, but it's it's a topic that's been uh, you know facing facing the whole world and and the channel in particular over the last year is is the the supply chain, the shortage of chips. Don't know if you've run into that at all, but you uh, you might have. Um, yeah. I know we're not going to solve this problem here today on the podcast, uh, but given that it's, you know, especially when I'm talking to distributors and, and certain classes of partners, it's, it's kind of the number one question is when am I going to be able to get the things I need to do the things I need to do? Um, what's, what's kind of Intel's thinking around the current supply chain environment and, and what are you guys up to, to uh, help solve these uh, big systemic problems in, in your own way? Yeah, well, I think we've all come across that, both in our professional and probably our, our personal lives, just in terms of buying products. I don't think anybody outside the discipline of supply chain ever really spoke about it much <laughs> as a thing as a thing before COVID. And now it seems we're all acutely aware of it. Uh, and one of the most visible needs, as you rightly point out, has been in technology, whether it be processors or control units for cars uh, caused by the extra demand for products or, or, or for IT. And we're still in the middle of a, uh, in the mm. midst of a global chip shortage. What I would say is the future is significantly brighter. So Intel, uh, we've uh, massively increased our production uh, and getting much better yields. And we're already much better able to meet commitments than we were 18 months ago. Uh, we're building inventory buffers. But perhaps more interestingly for the longer term, uh, we announced in January that we'd be building two new leading edge chip factories in Ohio, in Licking County. Now, mm -hmm. we're excited about this internally because it's a big number. It's a $20 billion plus US dollar investment. It comes with large scale job creation, investment in universities, and we'll, we'll power them 100% uh, with renewable energy. But to your point, um, much more strategically, it's a massive shift in the industry towards North American production, mm -hmm. which in turn means a much more resilient North American supply chain. And 
what appears to be an increasingly uncertain global future. So while we're addressing the shortages now, I think we have a much better future being constructed as we speak. So have the confidence and our customers should have the confidence that Intel and say hopefully others in the semiconductor industry are acutely aware of what's going on and trying to help our customers and help the world get through it. And we think that we're well on the way to doing so. All right, that sounds uh, that sounds good, and it will be. Uh, I, I know these aren't the kind of you know chip foundries aren't the kinds of things you uh, you stand up overnight for sure. But yeah, having uh, having a lot of that a lot closer to home will certainly uh, bode well in the long run. Um, uh, before you wrap up, any uh, any parting shots you want to offer the the channel community, whether it's on sort of the last point of supply chain or or anything about the uh, the path to cloud, the the building of a cloud practice. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I, th- I think many of our listeners will have heard my voice before. They'll be aware that I've spent you know, five years uh, full time working in the Canadian channel sector. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, very, very aware of and very in tune with with those needs. And also, it's, it's a wonderful community uh, providing kind of great support to its customers. So, I, th- I think the closing thought, if advising that particular section of this audience, would be, as I said earlier. Please you know, take the take the time and investment to learn, get the skills up to date, and keep being that leading edge uh, for Canadian business. So, by contrast with the US, you know, Canada is very much still SMB land, mm-hmm. and as an industry, therefore, we really rely on the channel to uh, to reach our customers. Uh, Intel very much so. So I want to thank the channel really for what it does, but also yeah, say, you know, you're you're valuable to us. Keep the feedback coming our way. We very much enjoy working with you. We value you and uh, it's it's a great partnership that we have. All right. Appreciate the words of wisdom. Thanks once again for your time, Phil. Pleasure chatting with you. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. There you have it, the rundown on the Path to Cloud series, courtesy of Intel's Phil Vokens. I'd like to thank Phil for taking the time to chat with us, thank Intel Canada for their support of the site, and of course, thank you for listening. The ChannelBuzz.ca podcast will be back later this week, and between now and then, we'd invite you to subscribe to or follow the podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You'll find us in better podcast players everywhere. And should you feel so inclined as to leave us a review and a rating, well, we wouldn't mind that at all. Five is a good number of stars. Until next time, I'm Robert Dutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there and I'll see you around the channel.